Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Taz and Jim and Chelsea, don't drink and drive show. We should get some tongue twisters going this morning are so we, you can do them. Are we in trouble here? I'm already feeling it, guys. Uh, so am I. I said before I don't drink that much anymore, uh-huh. you know? I'm still classified as an alcoholic for sure if you look up the, the doctor's recommendations, but uh, much less than in the past. What is it, seven drinks a week or something? Seven or four to 14 drinks a week is all your body can handle. Yeah, it's not that much. I mean, Chelsea, I'll look it up. Look this it up. is the first time Chelsea's heard that. She looks worried. <laughs> if you have seven drinks a week? If you have seven drinks a week, that you're, you should be okay. But they say oh, the, the okay. best thing... <laughs> Best thing you can do is have no drinks a week. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's just not. Sorry, I have to turn my mic off for a little burp ski there. Whew, let's talk about your personal life, Chelsea. Oh, okay. <laughs> can we tell everyone who your uh, your dad is? Yeah. Okay, Chelsea's dad is Kenny Robinson, who is a he's a very famous uh, Canadian comedian. Back in the nineties, he'd be all he'd have comedy specials on CTV. Yeah, and uh, he's a very funny man. Your grandfather? Can we t- say who yeah. your, your grandfather <laughs> is? Chelsea's grandfather is um, Peter Garland, who is a London radio legend. Yes, I'm actually taking him to the Grand Theater tonight. Oh, nice. Yes. So you're, hopefully I'm sober. You're going to be hung over <laughs> taking grandpa out. I know. It feels so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but for years and years, like, what are your memories of your grandpa being on the radio? Uh, he would bring me into the station a lot because often, because um, my parents separated really early on. So my mm-hmm. mom was a single mom. So my grandparents took care of me a lot. And then sometimes he had to uh, bring me into town with him. So I remember I would kind of curl up in the corner of 980 there and just kind of watch him for like four hours while he did his show. And- wow. Mm-hmm. And that's when you fell in love with the radio. Yeah, kind of. I've kind of always been in this building, like, since I was, like, well, a baby, really, since I've always kind of been here. And I started interning in high school. So, yeah, that's how I kind of fell in love with it. What a relationship, though. Can we talk about your parents? Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> your dad is a traveling road comedian, right? Yes. Which has got to be tough. Were, well, were your parents married? Uh, I'll, I'll just tell the story. Okay, so so my dad did a show at Yuck Yucks here in London, uh-huh. and my mom was a bartender. And a uh, tale as old as time. And that's how you were made, and that's how I was made. They had a <laughs> the nice Yuck Yucks little, like that was right on yes, the corner yes, over here, that's yeah. the, that York was, Street in Wellington. I, who knows? I may have been conceived in a bathroom there. Who Wouldn't knows? be the first one. <laughs> um, and then um, they refound each other, and then my mom's like, "I'm having a baby." And then um, my dad was always an awesome dad. So right off the bat, he's like, okay, I'll marry you. I'm going to take care of this kid. And then um, like nine months into it, they're like, we've made a terrible mistake. They got married. They actually they got married. They did get married, yes. Okay. Yeah, they did get married. And then they realized they made a terrible mistake. Um, and then they separated. But like since then, like my dad was always awesome, always drove down to take me trick-or-treating and hang out with me and see me. And he always had gigs here in London, too, yeah. so that helped as well. It, it's t- It's got to be tough because your job is you have to be on the road. Road if you want to provide for your children, yeah. but the sacrifice you make is you can't see your children as much as a lot of other people. Yeah, right? I know, and I think it does make him a little bit sad too. But he was always really great to get us like really cool souvenirs, and mm-hmm. he always had such funny stories from the road. Yeah, Can you tell one. <laughs> Sure. Okay, so if you're on the road... Then we're talking about, if you're just joining us, Kenny Robinson, the Canadian comedian, is Chelsea from our promotions department, Dad. 
so when he was on the road. Uh, if he had to do a number two, but if he didn't have any TP, he says, use your sock. Yeah, yeah, we've all been yeah. there, but not on the, where Use are you going sock. on the road? Like, that would happen to me if I Nothing was walking is, down the beach or something yeah, like that. Or you're camping. <laughs> yeah, you're camping. Nothing like, is worse than no not access. wiping. You always wipe, even if you have to use your sock. Lessons from Papa. And that's why you always wipe your butt, Chelsea. <laughs> I have so many life lessons from Dad. <laughs> Uh, can we? And then your mom went on. Can I tell everyone about the store that your mom opened here yes, in town? Yes. Just, this is, uh, I think, Chelsea's family. Like, you guys missed the boat. It was a little too early. It was before the reality TV craze mm-hmm. when you were coming up. But uh, uh, your family, if they back in the day had a reality TV show, it would have been a hit. So Chelsea's mom went on to open a high-end Adult toy store. Ladies Erotic Emporium is what it was called. What makes it a high-end one? They were very expensive dildos. Like very Fancy glass in crystal ones? Yes. Yeah. And they're all like organic materials and... Right. But unfortunately... Made from the the, uh, horns of extinct animals. Yeah. Things like that. Um, But unfortunately, the recession kicked in. Remember that big, awful recession? Yeah. And no one wanted to spend 300 bucks on a dildo. (laughs) Which is understandable. They're kicking themselves now, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah they only appreciate at this point. <laughs> if only I had spent the money. They're back not then. like cars. It's not like you drive them off the lot and they're worth two thousand no. dollars less, right? Those are collector's um, items now. But now she actually makes jewelry in Toronto, and she's super happy, and she loves it. Mm-hmm. And she, is she a sex therapist? She did. She did go to school for that, so she is a registered sex therapist. But now she just makes jewelry. Okay. Can I, can I, I don't know. You tell me when, you can cut me off at any time here. Okay. Can I tell the story about the seminar that she hosted? Uh, yes, <laughs> you can. <laughs> I don't know if What's the other this? parties I don't think I've would heard want this you story. to share that story, story. but. <laughs> so we had, years ago, I was on location. There was an everything to do about sex show. Hold on, hold on, Tess. You need to crack another beer for this one? I'm in. There we go. There is an everything you need to know about sex show going on at the Chelsea's pouring herself another sangria. Too. It's funny because I was listening at to FM ninety six at this time before I worked here, and I remember the advertisements for this everything to do about sex show. It was at the Western Fair, and everybody has sex. We all know that. Um, but apparently, for some reason in London, people because there's a show where people are gathering, there is a big controversy around it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, one of the seminars that was done uh, at the show was by Chelsea's mom, <laughs> and it was uh, about the way to properly uh, love your partner's back door. Wow. Jim, calm down. Does she have any pamphlets? <laughs> okay, it is important. <laughs> To like know how you're yeah. going to do sure. that. If you're gonna danger zone. That. Yeah, if you're going to try that, you got to know. Yeah, you got to Google do's it and first, don't. Sure. It's like skydiving. Exactly. It's going to be a great time, but you don't want to mess around. Yeah, you, you yeah, should I've... probably pay attention in the briefing before you jump out <laughs> of that know plane. The instructions. <laughs> like seriously, are you telling me this That's is not amazing. the greatest reality TV show ever? Chelsea's Imagine growing family. up in it. <laughs> yeah. I understand why you drink, Chelsea. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. It is the Don't Drink and Drive show. We're going to be blowing into the breathalyzers. And uh, I have a feeling that uh, we may blow at least a warning. Ina's on the phone. Hey, Ina, what's going on? Oh, um, nothing too much. I'm just uh, just enjoying the uh, the morning. I, I went to a Christmas dinner last night, and boy, it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What did they serve? Oh, of course, turkey and all the trimmings, and mm. 
what the most important uh, thing was that we sang carols together over uh, somebody accompanying on the guitar. And it was the fun, uh, so fun. I think it's better just to uh, listen to uh, Christmas, as much as I like the Christmas music on the radio, it's, it's even more enjoyable to uh, sing carols with others. It really is a lost art, isn't it, the Christmas caroling? I'd love if people knocked on my door and they're out there just, just belting them out. Well, uh, I think it's more fun. I think we need to bring it back. What's your favorite Christmas carol? Oh, I've got all kinds of favorites, but uh, uh, my favorite is night, Silver, Silver Bells. Uh, can you give us a little sample of you singing Silver Bells from last night? Oh, I need to turn off my radio. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Turn it off. We have a second. This is a real call, guys. Yeah, this is not Christmas Carol. This is, this is, no, this is not set up. Hello? Oh, I think she went downstairs. City sidewalks, <laughs> busy sidewalks. Oh, she's back. He's back. Pardon? You're back. Yeah. Okay. Busy sidewalks, city sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air there's a feeling of Christmas. Um, and then I could all just have to call him. Yeah, that's all I can remember right now. <laughs> But I'll sing a silver bells, silver bells, silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. <coughs> ring a ling, ring a ling, hear them ring, hear them ring. Soon it will be Christmas day. <laughs> that was I have a tear rolling down my cheek here. That was fantastic. <laughs> Mother Teresa? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, see what that's what I'm talking about. Something like I got goosebumps. Oh, I, thank the, you. the live caroling is way better than just listening to the recordings. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you have a, a merry holiday season, okay? Okay, thanks. And All you right. too. Are you drinking this morning? No. I, ha- I better not have any booze in the apartment because I need to, uh, uh, when I work my guide dog, I have to be sober. Oh, oh, another okay. level here. Well, if you have a guide dog, can't you be as drunk as you want, and that dog will just take you where you need to yeah, go? Yeah, he's your oh, little doggy that DD. Work that <laughs> <way>. <laughs> I have to be sober, completely sober, so I know exactly where I am. Well, Merry Christmas! Thank you for calling this morning. Okay, thanks. All right, bye. I'm glad we took that call. Boy, <laughs> am I, Taz. That was amazing. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. We got the nonsense is just piling up here. Uh, we've been drinking alcohol since 5.30 this morning. It's the annual Don't Drink and Drive show. London police in studio with us. Constables Amanda Dymock and Brad Yo are helping us out here. And uh, Amanda, we just gave Chelsea her second roadside test. Now, the first one she did, she passed, correct? Yeah, she blew a 38. But she has been drinking uh, sangria all morning. She's had a lot to drink. And we said, a lot of the times you, you, you don't realize it takes a little bit for that alcohol to get into your bloodstream. Right, it goes into your stomach first, and then it has to do a bit of digestion and get into your bloodstream. So give it a bit of time, and your blood alcohol will increase. We just had Chelsea. We had her stop drinking for half an hour, mm-hmm. and she took the roadside again. How'd you do, Chelsea? I was an alert. 
You're alert. alert. So you lost your license for three days. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Not for real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh no, though. If, but if you had been driving. Yeah, and wait another half an hour. That's probably going to be a fail, Chelsea. That's good, I hate though, to break because it like, to the you. way I feel, I would not drive. That's good. You got to know yourself. Yeah, you're the best, Chelsea. Way to go. <laughs> She's the best. Uh, but, it, you know, it goes to show. And, and also, you know, it, it may depend on the day. Like, you may have three beers one day and you'll blow over. You have four beers the next day. You may not blow over. Also empty stomach. Right, what you've had to eat. And, yep. It all affects it. And if you're willing to gamble and... You know, good luck to you, but why would you ever do it? Because the consequences are you lose your job, you lose your license, you lose your life possibly, you kill someone, and good luck living with yourself after that happens. It's just not worth it. Jim Kelly, you've just been pulled over by the London police. It is time for your oh roadside test. That's scary. Even when you just said you've been pulled over by the London police, I was like, did I? Because <laughs> yeah. confused. What have you had to drink this morning? I've had five or, well, I've had five tall boys. Yeah. So I got this little guy here, this uh, cowbell shindig. Delicious, by the way. I am happy to see you don't have a dirty Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Last year you had your Movember going. That's an improvement. Okay, I so. think all the police were jealous of your mustache. <laughs> right? Last year, yeah. yeah They're like, stop stomping on our <laughs> turf. Police love mustaches. All right, so pour, form a tight seal around there and blow steady and hard until I tell you stop. He's blowing into the breathalyzer okay. machine. Did that sound sexy to anybody else? What? <laughs> all that back and forth. <laughs> no. Oh, <it's> just me. <laughs> So we're just waiting. Oh, it's you say long. something like that, that's pretty much an instant trip down to the station, uh, by the way. You, you got a straight-up fail, Jim? I thought I'd do better. Well, I didn't think I was that drunk. I can't believe that Chelsea is handling her alcohol better she than She got a fail, too? Start. What are you talking no, about? She no, got she got a warning. She got a warning. She got a warning. I don't know. <laughs> I told you, I'm a heavyweight champion when it comes to drinking. <laughs> Chelsea. You are Holy amazing, cow. Chelsea. I love you. <laughs> All right, we will we'll take another break here. We've been pulled down to the station. It is time, moment of truth, for the Intoxilizer 8000. So this is a, you're back down at the station. you got to blow into this thing. It gives you an accurate reading, and your life could be turned upside down if you don't do well. So we will blow coming up here. It's the Don't Drink and Drive show. We cracked our first beers at 5.30 a.m., and... It is now 8.22. We're just about to do our uh, Intoxilizer 8000 test. This is the big breathalyzer you blow into when you go back to the radio station. Looks like a fax Morning, guys. It does look like a fax machine. I forgot to turn on my microphone, too. <laughs> it happens. Um, well, we have the London Police here in the studio, though. Some people uh, want to talk to you, too, guys. We've got Constables Amanda Dymock and Brad Yo with us. Hey, I got a question for the police. Yeah. Regarding uh, fatigue and driving under the influence, and, like, I wonder, have they ever come across someone where that person is so tired that they've found that it's kind of intoxicated them to a level where they may fail a sobriety test? And then, if so... Uh, the answer is no on that one. They're both shaking their heads. Oh, they can I've tell heard. the difference between tired and high. Yeah, but I've heard in the past that there's... Um, like it, fatigue can be just as bad of a 
Uh, well, it's not good to drive if you're tired. It's better to drive when you're awake and alert, obviously. Yeah, but obviously, right? but they can tell the difference. Okay, so there's no no history or record of, of having anyone uh, fail sobriety tests due to fatigue. Brad, is there? No, not at all. Um, just the categories that you're looking at, you have to look at a whole bunch of different items, and being tired is not going to make your eyes dilated, or it's not right. going to make your reaction to light uh, or your pulse rate go high or anything like that. Like, right, there's, right. there's signs and symptoms that we look for, and right. being tired is uh, not going to be one of them. Plus, when you're dealing with the police and you're tired, you're probably going to be awake. <laughs> you're going to wake up you're gonna wake real quick. A shot of adrenaline, I guess. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the question. Good one, man. Okay, I guess I'll go first. So uh, myself, Jim Kelly, and Chelsea, at this point, we've been drinking since 5.30 in the morning. We have all uh, been brought back to the station because of our roadside tests. And I am about to blow into the Intoxilizer 8000. So what is this machine telling us that the roadside machine isn't, Constable so Yo? This is, an, this is an accurate number. It will give us a number um, of where you're at. And we need two tests to confirm 15 minutes apart. But so it's no different than the roadside test. Make a tight seal around that straw portion uh-huh. and pull hard and continue until I tell you to stop. Yep, keep going, 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 keep going. That's good right there. I gotta say, of all the people that put the breathalyzer in their mouth, Taz put the most in his mouth. You really got a tight seal. Was I deep throating the breathalyzer thing? So unfortunately, Taz. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's going to the his at least small intestine. That was 107. What? 107. Wow. The limit's 80. So you would have been charged with impaired driving right now. Come on. 107. You know what is nerve-wracking? What? The keep blowing, keep blowing, keep blowing, keep blowing. <laughs> Hearing that, like, because you're in that moment, and all you want is that result quickly, and you want the result to be, hey, you didn't blow over, you're fine to go home. But it, I can just imagine if you had pulled me over and brought me back to the station, how long that eight seconds or what, whatever it was that I had to blow into this machine would have felt like. It would have been like it would have been the longest eight seconds of my life, man. Yeah. So we, we and we need two tests of that. We need the first one, wait fifteen minutes, and take a second one to confirm the first result. But at one hundred and seven, the chances of you going under eighty mm. on your second result fifteen minutes later is zero. Yeah. So you're you're charged with impaired driving. I'm full on drunk. You're full on drunk. And what does that mean? So, I, uh, am I going to jail? Could I go to jail? So you'd be released if you didn't have any priors, um, but you'd be charged. Um, the conviction, so there's new mandatory minimums on December 18th. Um, if you blow between 80 and 120 or 80 and 120 milligrams of alcohol, uh, it's a $1,000 minimum. The judges uh-huh. can't make it lower. If you blow 121 to 160, it's $1,500. And if you refuse, it's $2,000. So it actually costs more to not mm. provide a sample than it does to provide a sample. I'm just thinking about calling my wife right now. Oh my God! You've seen you you've seen grown men break down and start crying after that result. I'm sure. Unfortunately, yes. I can. Like what? It's your own fault. That that's the worst part of it, right? That result comes up. You've been charged with drinking and driving. Your life's about to change. You're going to spend a ton of money defending yourself in court. You got to tell your family about it. And it's your own fault. And it was a stupid decision that was so easily avoided by calling a cab and paying $20, $30 to get home. Like, what are you doing? 
getting behind the wheel of a car if you've been drinking after a, a party during the holidays or any time of year. It's just, it, it puts it in perspective. Thank you, London Police, for coming in this morning. It's the Taz Show annual Don't Drink and Drive show. I'm wasted.